In our message, God reveals where we are to go for wisdom and tact. We are to go to him and to his word. And when we do, we will see that God alone gives wisdom that makes us stand out. Hi, my name is Dan Slofer. I'm the pastor at Crosswalk Church in Phoenix, Arizona. It's my privilege to share the message with you today. We are in a message series called Stand Out, where we are going through parts of the book of Daniel. And today's message is uh, seeing how Daniel had wisdom and tact. And we'll be looking at Daniel chapter 2. As we get started, uh, one of the things I think that'll help you with the lesson is to think about for a moment about a career path. Uh, maybe that you have taken, maybe that you would want to take, or the path to get where you want to be. I think of that for myself. I, I, I knew at a young age that I wanted to prepare for the ministry, and so I went four years to a prep school for high school, and they told me all the classes that I needed to take, and four years for college, and four years of the seminary as well. And all of those were the career path to get where I wanted to be. Sometimes there are not career paths that are quite that simple. If someone wants to be an entrepreneur or, or they want to start something new, uh, there is no path. There are uncharted waters on, on maybe where they need to go. And that, I think, might best describe what we are looking at today. Because as we look at getting wisdom and tact and asking the question, how can I get the wisdom and tact uh, that God wants me to have so that I stand out, there isn't necessarily a class to take. There isn't just do this, do this, do this, and, and you'll have wisdom intact. But it's something that the Lord gives. Now, as we go into the lesson, we'll see Daniel did not get to choose his career path. That was chosen for him by Nebuchadnezzar when the Babylonian Empire went to Judah and brought him back into captivity right around 600 BC, 600 years before Christ. Now in Daniel chapter 2, we're not going to read all of the chapter just because there are just too many verses for the message today. So I will summarize different pieces, but encourage you to read it on your own. It starts with Daniel chapter 2 verses 1 to 10. And what happens is Nebuchadnezzar has a dream and he wants his magicians, his astrologers, his wise men to interpret the dream. But he puts a little twist in it. He knows that sometimes if you tell a dream that people can kind of make up what they think it means when they're not too sure. And so the twist was, I want you to tell me the dream and I want you to interpret it for me and tell me what it means. And now the response of his magicians and wise men is found in, in chapter 2, verses 11 to 13. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among humans. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. In these words, the wise men, magicians, 
were actually right. They were correct when they answered the king when they said it's too difficult. No one can reveal it except the gods or no one can reveal it except God and they do not live among humans. I hope when you hear these words, they, they make you think of Jesus like they make me think of Jesus. It makes me think specifically of John chapter 1, verse 18. This is what it says. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father. He, Jesus, has made him known. And understand, that's where we start, this revealed knowledge of God. I think of our Bible basics class. That's really lesson number one, the revealed knowledge of God. How do we find out definite information about God? It's through Jesus. And we have that for us in a book called the Bible. So when we look at the beginning of, of wisdom and we look at tact, it's always going to start there. It's always going to start with this this information, these words that have been revealed to us by God about who he is and what he's done. And that's as we look at the Bible, that's what it does. It reveals mysteries to us, like the mystery of how I can be connected with God even though I'm sinful. And the answer is found in Jesus Christ. He is the Savior who gave his life for ours. And the Bible doesn't stop there. There's so much information, I can't even get into all of that now, but it also talks about the future. Uh, we, we look at the book of Revelation, it tells us what is to come in heaven as well. Again, for our purposes today, understanding that wisdom and tact is always going to come from God and always is going to be found in his word in the Bible. Verse 14, we continue. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out and put to death the wise men of Babylon, or, or was going to do that, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. And, and I, we're going to look at this, the wisdom and tact that Daniel had. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went in to the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Once again, we go back to the, the wisdom and the tact. And what we have here is a little framework that, that can be so helpful for us as, as we want to have wisdom and tact in how we learn it. First of all, what Daniel does is he asks questions. He seeks to understand more on, on why the king would do this. And, and so he asks him, he asks the king's officer, why did he issue such a harsh decree? And then he, he learned, okay, this is, he had this dream, he wants it interpreted. Now Daniel was able to better understand what was going on. And, and when I hear this, I, it just made me think of something in the past couple of weeks where I uh, had a Bible study on generosity, both with our board of directors and our staff. And one of the things we were talking about is how God blesses us through generosity and, and God is a giver and he wants us to be givers as well. 
And so one of the, the things that I had for them, a question was, what would you say to someone who said, well, I'll serve at church, but I, I would never give any money. And I was so proud of, of both those leadership teams because when I asked that question, I was ready to, for them to give an answer and then I was going to pounce on them. But what they said, both groups said, I would ask some more questions. I would ask, try to understand where they were coming from. And it, and it made me realize I am blessed to be surrounded by wise people who aren't afraid to ask questions, to see where comments are coming from to get a better understanding. So ask for questions. Secondly, ask for time. Once again, as we look at this, Daniel went to the king and said, look, I want to do what you want. You and I want the same thing. I want to help you, but I am going to need a little bit of time to get this done. Once again, as a pastor, I think of this where, where individuals will come to me who've had an issue they've been dealing with for months, sometimes years, and they, they come to me and they share it with me and they say, okay, pastor, what would you do? And, and I've just learned to answer that question. If I'm going to truly listen to you, you've been going over this for months, for years, and I've heard this, I've, I've known it for 10 minutes that I don't think it's, it's probably going to be good advice or wise for me to answer right away, but maybe I need to think about this a, a, a little bit more as well and, and ask some of those questions as well. The next thing Daniel does is he, he explains the matter to other friends who are also wise men, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And so for you, that, that when these issues of life come that need wisdom and tact, who are your trusted advisors? Who are godly people that God has put in your life that will, will speak to you uh, from a perspective of God and his word? And then the final thing he did was plead for God for mercy. That I found that very interesting. He urged them, he, I could have, he could have written, I asked them to pray for me. But he doesn't say pray. He says plead for mercy, which in essence is a prayer, but it, it shows that, that there's much more to it than that. And that makes me think of, of verses from Proverbs chapter 2. It's verses 3 to 6 where uh, the writer, Solomon, is talking about wisdom and this is what he says. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look at it as if you look for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. It makes me realize that, that asking for wisdom is like asking for patience. A lot of people say, Lord, I want patience and I want it now. But patience doesn't work that way. It, it's revealed to you. It's given to you over time. That's the nature of it. And wisdom from God is the same way. That, that wisdom comes, truth comes over time as we continue to go back to God and his word and see his value. Once again, in this section, it's so important to see how Daniel works. <laughs> wanting to have wisdom intact by asking questions, asking for time, using those advisors, and pleading to God. 
And what happened? During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. In verse 19, we continue, Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. And once again, in this section, I don't have all of the verses listed of the song that he sang to God. Daniel was so happy. Daniel knew that just like the other wise men, he didn't have the ability to figure out the dream of the king on his own, and he didn't have the power to interpret it either. He needed God for this so desperately. And so the song, he's, part of the song he sings is this, Then Daniel praises the God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. And a little bit later, he reveals deep and hidden things. And a little bit later, I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have made known to me what we asked of you, and you have made known to us the dream of the king. And so again, with an answered prayer and a happy heart, Daniel is so thankful, uh, so thankful that God has given him this answer. And then even when he goes into the king, the they tell him, okay, there's someone who can do this. His name is Daniel. And Daniel goes into the king, and this is what he says. Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. And I can almost imagine Nebuchadnezzar with the sword being, that's what all these other guys said, Daniel. I don't want to hear that answer. And then Daniel says in verse 28, but there is a God. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. And so as we look at this, it's a reminder, never take credit. If, if, when you are given the gifts of wisdom and tact, you give credit where credit is due. You give credit to God who alone gives wisdom. And, and the reason why, and, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but understand if you're working with God and his word and, and you consider yourself wise and tactful there is a danger there. There is a pitfall that if you're going to take credit for wisdom intact, warning, you're going to have to take blame when you don't have that. And the reason why I share that with you is it's something that happened to me personally in my ministry. Pastors can be the worst. And the reason why is because we deal with God's word every day. Every week, preaching messages. Every week, meeting with people and, and sharing the love of Jesus with them through outreach or through counseling or however we do that. And there was a time, I would say, especially early in my ministry, where I thought I was pretty good at it. That, that I would be the one, hey, you send them over to me and, and we'll work this out. I'll do this marriage counseling. I'll do whatever it was. Um, this person doesn't believe, I'll close that deal. And, and where it left me was incredibly empty because what I realized is it's God alone who can do this. It's God alone and the Holy Spirit alone who brings faith. So, so at times when it didn't go the way I wanted it to, it, it was this huge ego hit. But the beauty of it is, is it always directed me back to God. For Daniel, he, he's smarter than I was, more wisdom and tact than I have. He learned this very early in his service to the king. Now, Daniel then goes in and he shares with the king what the dream is. 
And part of that, I'm going to, to read parts of it. It's verses 31 through uh, 45, if you're following along at home. So I'm going to go read parts of it and other parts of it. I'll just kind of tell the story. So your majesty looked and there before you was a large statue, an enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. All right, so, so he sees the statue. Then what happens is this rock comes down and it just destroys this, this huge statue and it, and it just utterly, completely destroys it. Verse 36 continues, this was the dream and now we will interpret it to the king. Your majesty, you are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands he has placed all mankind and the beasts of the field and the birds of the sky. Wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them. You are the head of gold. And so now all of a sudden, okay, this is the statue. This is what it means. We have the gold. The top of it is the king. After you, another kingdom will arise inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom. Uh, one of bronze will rule over the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything. And as iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all the others. Just as you saw the feet and toes were partly of baked clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet it will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as the, you saw the iron mixed with clay. As the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. And this is where it gets really good, verse 44. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will endure itself forever. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of a mountain, not by human hands, a rock that broke the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and gold to pieces. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true and its interpretation is trustworthy. And so that rock that, that he's describing is ultimately Jesus. It is, it is the King of Kings. It is the Lord of Lords. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the eternal God. When we see his kingdom in Revelation, which again is God's revealed word, which gives us wisdom and tact, we see the future and the future ruling Jesus Christ, that he's not only our Savior, but he's the Lord and will be Lord for an eternity. I can't even imagine how encouraging this was for Daniel as he's in captivity and in Babylon to have that excitement and yet share his wisdom with tact. And what was the result? We go to verse 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon, 
and placed him in charge of all its wise men. Without a doubt, Daniel stood out. And he stood out because of his wisdom and his tact. And he stood out with wisdom and tact because he understood that God revealed it to him. God gave it to him and he was simply reiterating what God had said to him. And if you want to speak with wisdom and tact, you can do the same. You have the revealed knowledge of God through Jesus Christ in the Bible. Each and every one of us, we have, we have that same revealed knowledge of God. And so as you consider that, as you go back to it, as you make it part of your daily life, uh, the encouragement is to use that. And don't forget those final things that, that Daniel did that can be beneficial for you as well. Ask questions. Take your time. Ask for time as you go over God's word and you apply it to certain situation. Surround yourself with the community of the church and individuals whose wisdom and counsel that you trust. And finally, plead to God. Go to him in prayer. Understand that a lot of these things don't necessarily come easy, uh, which is what makes them so valuable, so valuable to the world in which we live and so valuable to us as well. When you have wisdom and tact, and when you live that and you model it in your life, it will be like Daniel. People will search you out. People will want you close and want you to be a, a confidant to them. And during those times, never forget, it's you going back to God that gives them what they need, then you will stand out. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you that as we look at uh, Jesus, man, you talk about stand out because he had your word, that he was amazing. People were constantly amazed by him because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. That as Daniel was in Babylon, he, he just blew Nebuchadnezzar and the other people away and that was because he listened to you. And so, Lord, let that be a hallmark of our lives, that we listen to you, that we turn to you for the revealed knowledge which you alone can give. And then, Lord, help us enjoy your blessing of wisdom and tact. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.